2: Hey everybody, Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick here for In the Clinch MMA Podcast on the Fight Game Media Network and uh, Free Feed. And I want to thank you all for listening and make sure you subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to. And before we get too much into this, we got some breaking news. And for our breaking news, let's take you straight to President and UFC. (laughs) What is
3: it? What is this title? You, You were saying President and I go UFC President. UFC President Dana White.
1: Here we go. All right, guys. Here's another announcement for UFC 300. Holly Holm, she was inducted in the Boxing Hall of Fame in 2022 in the history of the women's bantamweight division. She is tied for fourth most wins, six most significant strikes landed, and has the fourth best takedown defense at 78%. Holly Holm is one of the baddest women to ever compete in combat sports, ever. She's fought all the nastiest women in the world, in boxing and in MMA except for one. Holly will be taking on the only person in US history to win back-to-back Olympic gold medals in judo. The UFC has officially signed Kayla Harrison. Kayla's 16 and 1 with 12 finishes, her takedowns, her ground and pound are nasty and this will be the first time she will be competing at bantamweight. So there you have it ladies and gentlemen, that fight is also at UFC 300. See you soon.
3: It's a pretty big deal, huh? Yeah, no kidding. Holy
2: crap! the The biggest thing for that for me, like I, you know, I knew you had told me right before we started. Um, but at bantamweight. Yeah, at bantam. Yeah, so she's gonna go down to one thirty five. That's crazy because yeah, yeah. uh, I know at
3: one point she didn't want to go down to one forty five. But well, I mean, uh, she she was. I think she was doing one forty five. She did that Invicta fight and I think they were planning the cyborg fight at one forty five yeah. if that was ever gonna happen. But but yeah that's a big deal because because we were the you know we, and we'll talk about it later the yeah. PFL card that was released and you know a lot of people were expecting cyborg against Kayla, Kayla Harrison and nobody nobody uh knew what was going on and wondering wondering what Kayla's status was and uh I think I meant I don't know if I put this out there publicly or not, but I was like Kayla's a free agent. She's been a free agent. She wasn't she wasn't still signed with the PFL. She did her fight fight there at the uh, end of last year. And uh that was it for for her. And uh yeah, this comes as a kind of a big big shock shock, you know, kind of unexpected out of nowhere. Yeah, no kidding. Like I yeah, I, I don't remember you saying that she was a free agent. So yeah, I might I, have I, not put I might have I might have said that to somebody Privately or something yeah. like that. I of I know. I know our good buddy James. You know james oh, yeah. Brown that listens to the show. Show me and him talk all the okay. all the time. And he was talking. We were talking about it. About it. I think a week or two ago. And I was just like, she's a free agent, and I knew knew that. So maybe I didn't put it up. So
2: that. Ex- I mean. So that, I mean. Right there is obviously why they didn't do. Uh. You know the. Uh. I I know I I had heard that they couldn't get Cyborg or whatever to agree to the fight. Well, turns out obviously. You know, they didn't have Kayla. So, yeah, um, Yeah, I just looked it up. She did have the one fight in Invicta in 2020, which I kind of forgot that she fought there um, at featherweight. But every other fight she's done has been lightweight, except for her last fight, which was a catchweight at 150. Yeah.
3: yeah I so think... Clearly, she was getting ready to go back back down yeah. to featherweight. Yeah. When she was doing that, that was that was along the time when there was the heavy rumors of her signing with the UFC to fight Amanda, Amanda Nunes, Nunes yeah and yeah and possibly either doing at 145 or 130 or 135 and uh and yeah I mean I guess and then Amanda you know, lost the title so then she yeah, resigned with PFL yeah, yeah yeah I think that's how it was or I think she re- I think PFL still had matching rights on her and I think okay and I think what it was it was just that that whatever UFC was going to offer PFL was just going to match it or go higher higher so they just kind of just like okay, and then yeah, Nunez lost the titles, lost the title titles, and it kind of was like, uh, well, you know, that went by the wayside. But then again, Kayla Harrison lost after that too. So, mm-hmm. so it kind of just the whole idea of, yeah. of you know, of that kind of went by the wayside. But yeah, here's Harrison finally in the UFC, and we've talked about how if she ever came over, she could be a big star. She's because because she's got the look, she's yeah. got the skills, she's, she's- Great promo personality. Great promo, everything, yeah. everything. And it's kind of interesting because now we have, you know, like we, like we said, Bantamweight and we got the shake up at Bantamweight, Bantamweight. And there's also, you know, Amanda Nunez kind of opened the door back up to maybe Ooh. possibly coming back. And maybe, maybe this is something that will intrigue her. So. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So,
2: especially yeah. if like, if she wins, I mean, she'd Holly Holm, home and especially if she finishes her um you go right to the title fight yeah,
3: yeah like, there's no question yeah absolutely. Uh,
2: juliana pena sorry <laughs> uh, yeah. you know you're out of luck um absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, absolutely. and well,
3: she well, i mean, would, I, mean she'll I mean wax raquel there's a lot of yeah we'll get into yeah raquel pennington the new yeah. ufc women's bantamweight champion and if anybody listen listen to me on uh, wrestling observer radio you know we yeah. talked talked a lot about pennington as champion myself and Dave and Garrett and uh you know let's talk about how you know she's a weak champion and and you know much much like you know what i said about sean Tricklin, it's like like you have a champion here who's not the best fighter in the division division and it's just like and it's just a matter of it's like okay you know there's probably two or three fighters at least better than better than your champion it's just a matter of are they going to get the shot Shot? and yeah with harrison fighting in april and uh, you know there's a lot of talk about pena and pennington possibly june so I don't yeah. I don't necessarily think like Harrison comes in and fishes home, she leaps frog pink. she leapfrogs Pena because you could you could still do a title fight in June and then and then maybe, you know, Harrison and whoever's the champion October, November, you know, November maybe at MSG if they if that's if that's a, you know an idea. That'd be a great spot idea. And then, you know, maybe perhaps in the you know, Harrison becomes champion, maybe and Nunez, you know, has some times off and recover, maybe maybe you could coerce her out of the out of the fight, out of retirement for that fight. And uh here worked we the other night talking about how bad Bantamweight is and how weak it is. And honestly, this kind of injects a little bit of life into the div- division. Still still a weak division, but it's it, it definitely kind of business kind of picked up in the division just a tad. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially
2: if if you know if, if they can get new newness to come back, obviously. Um and, and you still got Misha Tate kicking around. Obviously, this Pushes her down, which is probably for the best, um, you know. Because I think they would have tried to rush her into a title fight, and I'm not even sure she would beat Pennington, um, let alone you know Pena. Um, I wouldn't give her on, almost any chance against uh, Kayla Harrison. Although that would be that'd be a fight you could sell for sure, um, you know, if if they if they wanted to do that. Because again, there's there's a lot of these names that you know people would love to see. Fight and obviously for people that aren't familiar with Kayla Harrison, um, you know, to see her against these big names would be good. And then you know, then she becomes a bigger star, and then all of a sudden, like she, she's every bit as—I mean, she's very much like Ronda Rousey, like you know, similar style. um, Probably a better fighter um, than than Ronda was, I I would think. Um, You know, it's hard to say because the, the level of competition, level of competition is probably similar. Honestly, it's just that the competition got better in UFC and so where PFL was, you know, at the time Kayla was competing was probably a similar level to what it was at when Ronda was competing in UFC. Like it was still kind of developing in my opinion, but, um, yeah. And, uh, very huge news, honestly, um, uh, you know, on a, on a week where we did have a pay-per-view and, uh, was there any other news that came out? Cause he did say something about, uh, you know, I got more breaking news, and I know we'll talk about it a little I bit didn't... later, but was, no, it, was no, no, any... no, no, that was nothing it. else. That was the that big was my... one, okay? Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about UFC 297 right now, and uh, we already mentioned so, um, you know, and it, there's not much we're going to talk about with this fight, but Raquel Pennington beat Myra Buena Silva, um, to uh, you know, win the vacant bantamweight title it was a really bad fight, um, boring um she you know Raquel Pennington just kind of did enough to win basically I mean there was no question about who won uh you know some of the rounds were close but pretty much everybody had Raquel Pennington winning all the media scores were for her um you know they a couple people even gave a 10-8 uh I guess fifth round um I didn't quite see it that way but um you know it's pretty clearly Buenos Aires just kind of gave up you know I thought I thought like almost gassed,
3: like after, she was gassed after the third like yeah
2: so, yeah so and and yeah by the end she was literally laying on her back <laughs> you know knowing she lost the fight and just not really wanting to fight anymore so
3: yeah. i mean one of the worst title fights in ufc history can't yeah. say it's a war can't say it was the worst in when in a world where sylvia Orlovsky three exists and Rose Nami, Eunice, and Carlos Barza two oh, exist. Yeah, even I even think it was slightly better than the odd that dismal odd Asanya Yoel Romero fight. But
2: on uh, Golayev
3: and Blackovich. yeah, another bad yeah. one. Tim, anything uh, involving Tim Sylvia, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, so, those luckily were kind of before my time. And, and your time. he
3: had the great fight with Randy Couture. So yeah. Well, he had the great fight taking a beating from Randy Couture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that was, but it was compelling as hell because, was you know, like, yeah. Cause he was, was probably the, that was one of the most compelling ass kickings of all time in the UFC.
2: So, well, yeah, because it was very similar to mm-hmm. the Silva Sonnen fight in a way yeah. that, you know, like he obviously took more punishment than Silva yeah. did, but it was the kind of thing where he was, couture was in control the whole time but you just thought well if sylvia just gets up he might be able to do something and i made
3: the, i made the joke because i was at that ufc 61 the the sylvia orlovsky three and it was the t tito and ken shamrock their second fight but oh yeah I made, and i made the joke i was only 20 at the time but i had the, the fake id fake id but i was like i was uh, made the joke that uh sylvia orlovsky three took more years off my life than the alcohol <laughs> I consumed after the fight. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So that
2: that was the that was the fight
3: before the third one was when they went on TV, right? On when Spike. they went on TV because yeah. okay, yeah. the second one had that had that con- controversial stoppage unless I right. mean like, yeah. so everybody thought her Dean stopped it early. And yeah, yeah, probably so but Tito was gonna thrash him. But you that's know. right around the time I was kind of yeah, starting to pay attention to UFC they got that big third fight with that big TV rating. So it all worked. It all yeah. worked out for the best for them. But Absolutely. yeah. But anyway, back to, back to Pennington and, and uh, Silva, like yeah. less said about Silva's showing the better. Cause it was, cause it yeah. was bad, but Pennington, you know, she's, she's always struck me as somebody who's uh solid, but unspectacular, like yeah, like good, but she's not great, not great. And her biggest flaws came out in this fight, which is, she'll get super good momentum on the feet with the combinations. And instead of just keeping a distance and landing and maybe even possibly finishing, she goes right into the clinch, does it all the time. And even her coaches were yelling at her about, about it, like stop doing that. But she does it literally every fight. It's like, it's like, that's the only way she knows how to fight is to, is to rush forward, land a flurry and clinch. And then she was doing this entire fight, which makes her, which, you know, makes for boring fights and, and makes it where like, you know, you're not, she's not a she's not a scary she's not scary opposition and mm-hmm. people like like you know now Kayla Harrison maybe you know and Holly Holmes beat her beat her twice and the I honestly I know Pennington beat Misha Tate back at UFC two oh five and Misha retired afterwards. I think she was just mentally kind yeah. of done but the Misha Tate that beat Julia Avila a little while back that Misha Tate would thrash Raquel Pennington I think so. Maybe. Yeah. Cause yeah, she I mean, she, she'd just take her down. Yeah. And, or, you know, Donia other beat her. Her. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I don't even think Pennington's, you know, you know, she's got, she, what, maybe, you know, Pena would beat her too. I think she would, right now, she oh. might only be like the fourth or fifth best fighter in the division, but she's the champion, you yeah. know, and she's got a, she's had a solid record, solid record, but, uh, yeah, very vulnerable champion. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. The less said about this fight, the better. Yeah. But,
2: The only other thing I'd say, I mean, you brought up Holly Holm. I mean, January 2020, so four years ago, she lost to Holly Holm. She was 10-7 and and, you know, had lost three of four, probably like one loss away from being cut. And then she wins six in a row and and is now the UFC champion. So, you know, whatever you want to say about whether or not she's the best fighter or not, she is the champion. And congratulations to her.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and makes... she did
2: what she needed to do to win. I think, like, the you know, you talk about, you know, her fight. And the last thing I'll say about this is, I mean, she, she did what she needed to do to win. And Mayra, my, my, Myra Buena Silva, you know, she just, she wasn't ready. Yes. Yeah. That's all you can say. So, yeah. Uh, but the main event, um, and we talked about this a little bit, uh, you know, on, in, dms and stuff and uh i think i like this fight a lot more than you did um i i was and maybe it was just because the rest of the main card had been so kind of uh um you know so the show started off great and then it just kind of hit a lull in the middle of the show and uh carried over into the main card and by the by the time we got to this main event this crowd was churning on the show because i mean bad fights and also Canadian men went 0 for 7. And uh I don't think the people were too happy about that. Uh obviously nothing USC can do about that. They can't control the outcomes, but um but uh they came out and Sean Strickland was the huge crowd
3: favorite to start. And it's, it's almost it's almost like Vince booked the shit. Book the show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, show. hey, he's uh,
2: he's the uh, he's he's Dana's boss technically. So um,
3: oh, no, he, he ain't doing shit. He, I I, he, I think his job these days is just to come out for photo ops. Yeah, photo and collect, ops like today, paycheck. Yeah, yeah, and just sit at home and collect a paycheck.
2: <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, obviously, he didn't have anything to do with it. But yeah. the crowd was totally for Strickland at the beginning, and uh, I think there was like fuck DDP chants at
3: at some no, point. No, 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 there wasn't fuck DDP. They were. They were yelling fuck Trudeau all night. Well, I know I heard that. Uh there there's they were it was where they did doing yeah. Uh
2: but- there was fuck you Curtis. I know that. Um in the Chris Curtis fight. I heard that. Um, and, uh, like there was is, cause they've even brought it up. Like they said, yeah. uh, Daniel Cormier, these Canadians are so nice, but they got filthy mouths.
3: <laughs> I thought, well, they like the, do you play C in the, you know, by the time, by, well, by the time the fight and... ended.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: They were all, I mean, I mean,
2: it's not like they hated Strickland, but, um, I think they sensed what was happening and, uh, you know, and, and they saw that the, and, and plus they were getting a good fight. Um, especially compared to you know some of the fights that had come right before it. So by the end of the by the end of the especially the fifth round was was really good and it was compelling, and you didn't really know who had won. I like you had it 3 1 DDP going into the fifth. So really Strickland needed a finish, but some people had it 2 2, including one of the judges. So you didn't really know. And Strickland did as much as he could. Uh he wasn't gonna finish DDP, but he definitely won the fifth round. And uh and so it was a little bit compelling and and of course buffered it is dramatic read of the uh of the main cards. And with some of the way the some of the scores had gone earlier in the show, you weren't quite sure. Um, but uh yeah, um DDP wins the title, uh 4847 on two cards for him and 4748 by Saul Diamato on the other card. And again, um the weird thing was it was like one of the rounds that everyone thought was close actually went all for DDP. So it was was what it was the third round that it was the
3: third third yeah. third round that uh ended that, up deciding it, right? Yeah, yeah. And and the third round, I think the third round was a lot closer than people kind of gave it credit for too. So yeah. People,
2: well, yeah, and, and it was I think it was more just you could kind of sense the momentum that DDP was having. So I think that's why more people, you know, were kind of when these fights are going on, like I don't know about you. Um I'm sure you don't do it this way, but I kind of do. I kind of like almost at the beginning of the round, you kind of have a feeling about how the fight's going and so it's you. You kind of feel like, oh, this is so and so's round to lose unless something big happens. So if you know they're just kind of going back and forth, and one guy's kind of got momentum a little bit, and you know, and and the fight the round ends, and it's like you kind of have to decide, and you're like, well, I think you know maybe DDP did a little bit more there. But if it was like if you watch the the round isolated, you might look at it differently so yeah
3: yeah, um, yeah just yeah i I tend to i tend to watch rounds just isolated so. yeah yeah i know you're and that's the way you're supposed to do it yeah um but
2: uh, you know and, and i think you know even factoring in the score and you know I, I you're definitely not supposed to do
3: that but i do feel like that happens yeah, a lot
2: especially it. with fans
3: voting And everybody goes it's like oh the the commentary you know they, they yeah. sway they sway you one way but but i've learned to you know drown out the commentary commentary yeah. for the most part and, and then and a lot of that's experience cuz I haven't been to shit 200 200 or so UFC shows where you, where you don't hear the commentary yeah. commentary you only focus on the fight so I've learned to drown drown that noise out noise yeah, out yeah Usually, you, and you know that because you'll say, "Did you hear what he said on commentary?" He's like, "No, I didn't, yeah. I didn't. I didn't catch it." Yeah, so
2: Especially in a close fight, because you're you're okay. trying to pay attention to what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Plus, plus you're writing. You know, you're keeping track. You're doing play by play for for wrestling observer. So yeah. you kind of have to look at it with your own eyes as opposed to listening. But uh, you know, at, you had said going in that Strickland was a beatable champion. Um, I mean, he said that the night He won the title and uh and you certainly favored ddp by the time the fight started uh this was basically a toss-up um yeah. i i know it was minus 110 on both sides when they did the ring introductions but um i think just you know before the show started i think i got i think i got ddp at like minus 105 um so he was a slight underdog yeah um but uh yeah it's uh you know he's he's a champ now and and this sets up uh big fight with uh israel adesanya who uh you know all of a sudden is ready to come back and, and i mean they set this fight up really well um you know after ddp beat whitaker so um i i assume we're going to go to this probably eh, i would think maybe you know well not it won't it won't be june um because you know it's, if connor's going to fight but unless connor doesn't well, fight in june yeah, then it could we'll, be the main event we'll, talk, we'll talk about, about that, that but, later but,
3: yeah but, there, but, there, but there's also two pay-per-view events in june so
2: Oh, there you go. Okay. Right. But we'll uh, talk, any, which we'll talk what,
3: about, which we'll talk about later too. In the news. Yeah. In the news Anything but, else you want to add on this but, main event? But yeah. My thoughts on the, my thoughts on the fight. It's one of the, you know, you enjoyed it better than I did. I thought it was like, it was like, it was that good, but unspectacular. Like if I'm like labeling, yeah. La- labeling it with star ratings. It's like, to me, like a solid three and three and a half star kind of, Type of fight. yeah and i, I gave type it four and fight. a half but type of type of fight if you're going if you're going from one to five one to five you know so uh so but yeah but i mean uh you know that fifth round that fifth round was really good and compelling compelling mm-hmm. and uh, you know i had it three two do play c you know not going to argue against anybody who had it for strickland because it was it was close fight close fight yeah. and uh i know strickland afterwards uh especially not necessarily immediately afterwards but uh sunday and then even more so yesterday he was talking about that cut that was open in the in the fourth round and he said it was from a headbutt and you know i don't remember a headbutt in the fourth round fourth round i haven't rewatched to see to see if there was obviously it got missed and didn't and didn't get a time didn't get called for a timeout but what strickland was saying you know i got headbutt in the fourth fourth round and the doctor should have said it. And I would have told the doctor can't see, can't see. And it would have been a no contest. And it makes me wonder, like, do some of these fighters not understand the rules of the fight that they're in? <laughs> they because they would have gone to the scorecards, right? Because, yeah, because a, if they stopped it for the headbutt, headbutt for an accident, you know, which would have been a, considered an accidental foul. Cause those are accidents. Yeah. And he said, he couldn't see, and the doctors stopped the fight at that point they, because it was past the third round title fight they would have went to a technical decision and they would have scored the fourth round but they would have probably scored the fourth round 10 ten so it would would have come down to the first three rounds well DuPlace, he was ahead I had, yeah ahead yeah. on two of the three scorecard scorecards so Strickland still would have lost if Strickland had said after the round after the round hey I can't see he told the doctor i can't I can't see and it was from a headbutt. but obviously it was a called but he just said to the doctor I can't see and the doctor starts to fight. Strickland loses by TKO because yeah. the cut. Yeah. Does he not understand? Like, understand? Like at that point, like, like you're in no man's land. You got to kind of suck it up and go, go. And and you know, and I see, I hear, I hear that for so many fighters. Like, it's almost like they don't understand the rules of the fight that the fight that they're in. Well, well yeah, he's not the to, smartest. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not the sharpest. Knows. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. And yeah. we're not even. Gonna, we're not even going to get into stuff he said. Directly. No, we're no. going to come we're going to ignore ignore that i know people were wanting you know I know there are some people you know who because we didn't really get into this on observer radio who might be listening you know what are my thoughts For my thoughts i'll stick to pri- private I'll, I'll kind of yeah. stick to it pri- privately because you know i do uh, you know i don't really feel like ha- rehashing something that happened almost a week ago now well and not <laughs> only that i just i just don't even want to give more airspace yeah. to yeah. to that kind of stuff yeah so. yeah neither do neither do yeah. i you know it was, yeah. it was really best. it's really bad it's that situation. And but anyway, the alchemist fight, you know, a lot of people would think, you know, you got an immediate rematch because it's a split decision, close yeah. fight. The, the fact that Dana flat you know, and Dana even said he scored it for Strickland, but at the same time and usually when he says stuff like that, you know, you almost think his first immediate thought is immediate rematch. Mm-hmm. But the fact that uh he said no immediate rematch and that we're going to honest also kind of tells me that that, you know, all these people who thought what Sean Strickland was doing, making him a star tells me the pay-per-view number what, that they were getting <laughs> wasn't, you know, wasn't enough to justify going to the immediate rematch. And he might not be the, the star. Everybody was claiming yeah. he was claiming he was. Cause you always say like, you know, he's got that Colby Colby Covington kind of a, where he's appeals to the wrong type, but he appeals to the type that don't spend money on shit. Yeah. So, yeah. So like all of those you know the so they'll watch the, embedded the, but they're not the, going to pay for his fight the faceless blue check marks yeah check marks you know that hide between you know Johnny numbers you know you yeah. know on Twitter like those guys those aren't the people who but they might be the loudest on social media but they don't pay for shit they yeah. they pay for Twitter but they don't pay for anything else so so but uh, so which tells you like you know you know and and you know. And I do, you know, I can't say this, I can't like report this with a hundred percent fact, but it feels like, based on some things, like that there was some blowback okay. to stuff he said, to stuff he oh, said. There you go. And even, and even the though fact... they weren't gonna, even though they weren't gonna publicly, publicly do anything, thing about it, there's, you know, that there was, there was some blowback. Not anything major, like people pulling, threatening to pull out, but be, but it's like, hey. You know it it's a bad time it's a bad time for that stuff to be happening for them too absolutely too, yeah so. especially with you know you know with that you know the recent merger and you know the stock the merger and kind the of taking a right deals are coming yeah. coming up and yeah right still sponsorship yeah. deals and then just you know yeah and then you got this and guy and then everybody in the country no matter what side you're on being kind of on edge about every everything. oh yeah yeah well every,
2: yeah this is going to be a uh uh yeah. this this year is going to be insane
3: yeah well that, i mean that, everybody that sort of it thing. doesn't matter what side you're on on the political yeah. everything everybody's got a comment about about something and something in every company you know you know whether it's a right right-leaning company or a left-leaning company they're going to complain you know a left-leaning left-leaning company is going to complain about about somebody in a company doing a right-leaning thing and a right-leaning company is going to yep. complain if they go too much to the left that's just how the this world is there's no We're at a point where there's no pleasing anybody. Anybody absolutely so so but you know, enough of that talk. Yeah. Talk. But uh yeah, it looks like Duplay C's honest sign next. You know, Duplay C was talking talking during the week, uh about making the quick turnaround for UFC three hundred. His face after the fight didn't tell me told me that UFC three hundred might be out of the question. But yeah there's there's gonna be some more shows. Yeah, he had some so damage was, to his around his eye. Yeah. Uh it was almost shut at one point. Yeah, but and you know, as of now, you know, we still don't have a main event for UFC three hundred, but we've got a lot of fights, fights for the show. And there's been some fights they tried to make for them for the main event that have come to fruition that we we'll talk about later. But uh but yeah, but it's a yeah, D Play C you know, and he feels a lot like Strickland. Uh you know, maybe not as vulnerable as Strickland because I think D C is a better better overall fighter with better overall tools Strickland Strickland for as much, you know, as many fights as he's won, he still feels rather one dimensional walking forward, yeah. had a, uh, you know, standing straight forward jab front kick, but had really had trouble defending the takedown was leaving himself open to getting, getting the, his body kicked the shit out of, and those left hands were, were landing for Duple and they were impactful. And ultimately those were the, what made the difference in the fight.
0: New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
2: Yeah, and I think with Adesanya, his wrestling is underrated and as well his defense. So he's not going to get hit as much as Strickland did, I don't think. So um, I think Adesanya will probably be favored. Uh, And in fact, I think the early lines are that he is. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see when that fight happens. And I I think that's going to be a big fight. I really do. Um, So, yeah. uh, So we might as well uh, go right into our three stars because I don't think there's anything else in this card we need to talk about other, except for one thing, which I'm sure will come up in our three stars. Yeah. (laughs) So, so I'll
3: let you. I'll let you start. You want me to go? Uh, go sure. First? Yeah, yeah. Number one, far oh. away should be Jasmine <laughs> Jusuevich. Yes. yes. That was one of the most one-sided, lopsided beatdowns in UFC history. And of yeah. course, you know, Priscilla Cachoeira. Where Where can we start with her? Start with this one. We've always talked about. You know, I've never been a fan of hers. I've called her on this show the dirtiest fighter in UFC history because she's she's hooked, She's eyed gals she's she's done a lot of dirty stuff and she's not she's not been impressed super impressive you know her debut her debut was also one of the most lopsided sided fights in UFC history when she got massacred by by Valentina Shevchenko very reminiscent to that very reminiscent possibly even worse maybe who knows you know uh uh, yeah maybe yeah I mean I think the strike count was worse for sure Yeah. yeah it was on the on the same level but but you know to top it all off this week <clears throat> excuse me, uh this fight was supposed to be at one hundred twenty five pounds. So the, literally the day before weigh-ins, Jasuda Vicious gets a phone call saying, you know, and she's she told the story. She's like, hey, it was Mick Maynard. And anytime i anytime the matchmaker's calling you call you the day before weigh-ins, it's usually not good news. <laughs> so here she was expecting the fight to be canceled. And then Mick told her, Yeah, Cashier is not gonna make weight. Can y'all do it at one thirty? And she talked to her team and and she agreed to 130 well once the team starts call, calling them back to say 130 <clears throat> sorry guys um she's told cashier can't even make 130 so they just she's just, so she literally just said fuck it we'll do it at 135 they both weighed around 133 and then she said she was gonna make cash pay for this pay for it teach her a lesson and what what a lesson was taught there just absolutely lopsided I think, you know the, when they showed the strike count at the end of the second second round it was like 228 to four something like that insane yeah. numbers but uh and just who there just gets a submission of the third round anaconda choke choke just incredible showing um, um so wait before you do your second yeah. and third um i got the strike counts here
2: 326 for J- Jazza DeVicius to 26 for Cachoeira. And uh, this was the first uh, fight ever refereed in the UFC by Matthew Roca. And uh, the previous fight you referred to with Valentina Shevchenko against Priscilla, the strike count in that fight was 230
3: to 3. Yeah.
2: And that was the last fight that mario yamasaki
3: ever refereed yeah i remember in UFC. because yeah. everybody was giving yamasaki shit that he should have stopped yeah. the fight
2: and he should have and matthew roca should have stopped this one
3: yeah like in he the second absolutely should have stopped
2: this one and he didn't and i don't know why um but i don't know if
3: yeah. I, it's possible we never see matthew roca yeah. again either yeah but. this was this fight was so lopsided that we had a rare 10-7 scorecard yeah second yeah, round so, which
2: yeah. this this was really bad and and I don't know like she kept fighting. I mean, you could say that and you know, and she was even, you know, but she wasn't doing anything and she yeah, she she's
3: done. Like yeah. we're ne- we're not going to see her again. Yeah. Number uh, 2, number yeah. 2 for my three stars. I'm going Jimmy Flick. Uh yeah, that's a good one. Him and Malcolm Gordon, they had a fun a fun little fight. Fight Gordon was dominant in the fir- first round and then and then you know, he tried to take down the second and Flick was able to kind of reverse it, get the arm triangle, got the submission and a big win for Jimmy Flick. And, you know, and he got a really great post fight promo, you know, it he did. yeah, kind of, kind of fun, you know, Jimmy Flick, Jimmy Flick, you know, if he could put together, you know, some wins, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be a title contender, but he's got some personality and he's, he'd be a guy to kind of, you know, have on some cards and, you know, you could, if he wins, you could expect him to have a nice passionate post fight promo. And I'm, I'm going to look here because I kind of want to leave you some. I'm going to go number three just to uh, leave you a few. I'm going to go Mavzari Vloyev. Yeah, sure. Arnold Allen had a strong third round. But those first two rounds for Evloev was just – it shows why everybody finds him a threat because his wrestling was ridiculous. Took Arnold down, Allen down a lot of times. Allen was able to pop up, but Evloev kept taking him down. And the takedowns allowed Evloev to land some hard shots, hard shots. And, then, and I saw Dana White criticize this fight afterwards, you know, called it a bad fight. I go like, that was not a bad fight. That was actually a really good, good fight. The only downside for Evloyev is while he got the win, moved to 18-0, it was still another decision. And that's all he's had in the UFC. Yeah. And you're not going to get a title shot if all if all you're going to do is get decisions. You're going to, find yourself like Magomed Ankalaev and he needs to have an Ankalaev you know kind of showing next you know if he wants to put himself in the title mix but but it, you know to go 18 and 0 and to now have what 8 and 0 in the UFC's featherweight division that's that's impressive
2: yeah absolutely and uh you know he yeah but he's got to get a finish if if he wants to win the title um so for my three stars I'll start with uh Jillian Robertson. So we mentioned that the the um the Canadian men were 0 and 7. Well the women were 2 and 0. Uh you you mentioned Jasmine earlier and Jillian Robertson uh, submitted Pollyanna Viana. Typical Jillian Robertson fight. You know, she's uh probably the best uh submission ace in 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 the UFC for women and one of the best overall, really. Um she it's very workmanlike. Once she gets them gets you down, it's kind of like um Oh gosh, who who's that? Um the I always forget her name, but the one who pretends that she's Brazilian but she's not really. McKinsey um, Dern. Yeah, McKinsey Dern. Like how she used to be, but she isn't anymore. That's what Julian Robertson is. Um so yeah, that was nice to see and she was so happy to be fighting in Toronto, I think for the first time uh in UFC at least. Uh so, you know, big win for her and it was still early in the night when it felt like Canada was going to do something and that was the last uh I'm looking at a lot of Canadian flags on the right side of the topology page here. Um, But yeah, big win for her. Uh, Second star, I am going to go with uh, Sam Patterson and I will say uh, I'm just, he got a submission two minutes into the uh, first round rear naked choke. Um, I was excited because you had done your parlay and uh, Sam Patterson, I think was the only underdog on your parlay. And he won. Well, Dupley was too. Oh, yeah, slight, slight, yeah. Slight, so, yeah. But, but yeah, Patterson was, you know, a decent sized underdog. I think he was like uh, plus 130 or something like that. So I was the one I was kind of worried about. And, uh, and he won. So I was thinking, oh, man, we got a good chance of winning this one. And didn't quite work out. But, no. um, you know, it, uh, yeah, nice win for him over, over Canadian Johan Lanis. Um, and yeah, I think there's a bright future for, uh, Sam Patterson out of, uh, the UK. And, uh, Third star is kind of tough, but I think I'll go with Neil Magny, even though um, you know the first two rounds he didn't look too good at all. Uh, Mike Malott dominated the first two rounds; he was well on his way to scoring a, a win. And then Magny, you know, he knew he needed to finish in the third round, and and he poured it on. And Malott got tired, and uh, and then in the at the uh, end of the uh, third round, he Magny took him down, and he was just He knew he needed a finish, and he just was not going to stop. And he was punching, and Malat was trying to back away, but he wasn't fighting back. And the ref gave him a lot of time, and he just wasn't. And and it looked like it might, you know, morale just might end, and we might even get a draw. You know, like Magny might get a ten-eight round, but then uh, the ref stopped it with fifteen seconds left. It was a good stoppage. Can't complain, Malat. He just. uh, he was in over his head, as uh, as you talked about on Observer Radio. And I think he, you may have even talked about it here last week. Like, a lot of people were picking him a lot here, and we, we did too. But uh, it was just a little bit too much of a step up for him. And uh, that happens. I, I do find that happens, especially in Canada, because they're they're doing, they're trying to get these fighters on the cards in, front, in their home country. And uh, you, somebody's got to be in that feature spot. And yeah. you don't want to put them against, you know, like, I don't know. I, I I'm not gonna, you know, like you don't want to put him against like Sam Patterson or something, you know, like you want to give him a big name. Yeah. And uh, so that's he gave him Neil Magny and probably thought, you know what? He maybe he's on, you know, he's kind of on the backside of his career and he probably is, but he's still top 15 fighter and yeah. um, what is he uh, second all time, second or third all time winningest fighter now in UFC?
3: Yeah, um, something like that. And then most still most UFC wins all time in welterweight division. That's never gonna get passed. I don't think. I mean, if it does, it's going to be a long time. Um, yeah, yeah.
2: Because, yes. uh, you know, guys don't stick around as long anymore. They don't fight as often anymore. Yes. Magny, remember that one stretch where he fought like 15 times in four years? Um, no, no,
3: it was, more, it was more than that. Or Was it? Yeah. It, I, because he fought six times in one year and I think five yeah. times the next year yeah there you go so yeah it was
2: uh yeah so he's yeah that's that's gonna be a tough record to break uh, max holloway is up there too but um and certainly at welterweight so yeah those those are my three stars there's some other people you could have gone with but um i kind of was on the dana white page too i didn't really like that uh that avloev uh allen fight either yeah um there's a couple of these they just kind of it was a combination of how the fights were going and the results and just the fact that they're going decisions by the time we got to that co-main event i was so done with this show and it was uh, late too yeah yeah and it was well i wa- i mean i watched it late um anyways so i i think by the t- i think it was like i didn't finish the show till like two forty five
3: a.m i mean so. it was but i mean even so us us here on central time it yeah. was midnight before the main event was even starting no but i'm no, saying
2: two i'm talking central time
3: like yeah. i started watching 30 yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, but but what I'm talking about is like, yeah, it was midnight by the by the time the main event was even started, and a lot of these shows are done by midnight Central Time. So that's yeah. how, well, that that's because I mean, are.
2: everything on the main card went uh, to decision yeah. except for the Molot fight, which ended yeah. 15 which... seconds late. So really, it's I don't know if it's the most fight time ever on a UFC main <laughs> card, other than the six fight ones they've done. Yeah. Um, it might be. 'Cause with two title fights and other two fights go in the distance, then another one going fourteen minutes forty five seconds, it'd be
3: kinda hard to be a longer one. Yeah, I'd have to look um, because there was a there's been a couple fight cards with three title fights and and I think I remember that UFC uh in Anaheim, I think it was oh yeah you know two two fourteen when it had three title fights, and I think I think all three final title fights went the distance. I there's think like the longest Woodley one that, and Maya and, Oh God. And uh, that was Jones a fight too. Jones and Cormier, I think Jones and Cormier, Jones and Cormier finished finished in the fourth round.
2: The one that I remember as being really long was the uh, the one for Brazil, where uh, Ronda, I think it was was it Ronda and Beth Cahaya?
3: um, yeah. where,
2: where I think it had six or seven fights on the main seven card. Seven fights
3: because they had to put yeah. because because they had that Brazilian yeah ultimate fight of Brazil Brazil uh, finals but because of the con contract they had for the show in Brazil, like those two fin- final finals had to be on the main card. But if you took those two fights and put and took two of the main card fights that in and stuck with a five fight main card, it would have been a really bad. Yeah. It would have been a really bad. I mean, the show still would have ended up drawing because of Ronda Rousey, but it would have been probably the worst main card in UFC history.
2: No, it, it was drawing because of Beth Cahar. Come on. Um, So the the uh, no the um and and the I just remember it being like eleven thirty our time, and they're going to video package for these two Brazilian fighters we've never heard of who like I'm sure now they're stars but back then we didn't know who they were and
3: we're like I'm like come on yeah like just get to the Ronda fight already Um, I want I want to go to bed I know people Um, I know people who were covering the show show John Pollock being one of them one of them and I've covered shows on the east coast before you always get out of there late yeah they were talking about it was like 3 45 4 a.m before they were getting out of the building so
2: well that was the there was an msg show one year where dave was covering it live and yeah, i one. was i ended up doing uh observer radio because he couldn't get out of there in time
3: yeah so it was uh, me and filthy did observer yeah, done, Radio with brian yeah, I'd yeah. Done a, i did it i mean i remember I remember, you know, I was at the last show in Toronto that they did before the pandemic. I don't think I got, I don't think it was that late when we got, out. I think it was about 2.30 when we got out of there. Oh. But I remember a show I did in Brooklyn, that, that horrendous Brooklyn card with Holly Holm and Jermaine Durand to me. And I, it oh, was, God. it was after three in the morning before, before we got out of there. Cause that one went forever, forever on wow. a day too. So.
2: Well, we've gone forever talking about this card, so let's uh, let's, let's just, finish yeah. up by just running down the wrestling results down. and, and yeah. our
3: and our results on our prop bets, which yeah, was it, uh, mixed bag, mixed bag. Yeah, want well, to say one thing about Ontario too. Uh, please update your rule set. They were still using the the 2003 rules, which oh. uh, which you know the really didn't. I don't think it really affected anything except in that Evloev Allen fight when uh, Allen he landed. He landed some knees when Evoyev had a, you know, was putting a hand down, hand down, you know, and, and Mark oh. Goddard called the timeout. timeout. Mark Goddard didn't take a point, but they were ruled illegal, which under the new rule set, that wouldn't have been illegal because Ivoyev was blatantly put his putting his hand down. So, uh, right, but yeah, but, you know, please update your rules. But anyway, anyway, back to uh, the, the results of the card uh, kicked off with the uh, – with Jimmy Flick submitting uh, Malcolm Gordon in the second round with an arm triangle fight was a catchweight fight because, because uh, Gordon missed weight, uh, but Flick got to win when I think Gordon, uh, they didn't really clarify, and I haven't heard, seen him. He took his gloves off at the end of the fight. I mean, I think somebody mentioned, you know, always oh, that you're retiring, but we don't know. We don't know. And a lot of times fighters take the gloves off immediately because they might have a broken hand. They want to keep the swelling down or whatnot. So don't know, but uh, but yeah, Flick got the win. And then we had the Jasmine uh third round submission, and I kind of took over Priscilla Cachuera that we talked about. Talked about. Uh, then, uh. Then uh, closing out the early prelims, we had Sam Patterson's first-round submission over Johan Lennice. Then the uh, feature prelims kicked off with Julian Robertson, second-round TK over Pollyanna-Vienna. Then we had an uh, interesting split decision here. Ramon Tavares beat Sergei Sadeh. Now, they fought the first—we the first we talked about last week. The first time they fought was the contender series, and Sadeh uh, won the fight, controversial first-round stoppage in a fight that Tavares missed weight. Well, Tavares also missed weight for this fight. Almost by by almost four pounds is a crazy miss. And, uh, but he won a split decision. But this was a, this was a, you know, this was, I'll say this was a robbery. Sade won the fight on every single media scorecard. And I don't see how Tavares won the fight. I thought he won the first, but Sade clearly won the second and third, in my opinion. So, yeah, robbery right there. And then we had another close fight the next fight, featherweight fight. Sean Woodson got a split decision over Charles Dernain. I thought Woodson won the fight, fight, but it was back and forth and a good fight. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. And then closing out the prelims, Garrett Armfield won a unanimous decision over Brad Catona, 29-28, across the board for the main card, kicked off of Mavzari Vloya unanimous decision over Arnold Allen. Then we had Chris Curtis split decision over Mark Andre Barrio, 237-28. 30, 27 scorecards. And then there was a 29, 28 scorecard for Barrio. I thought Curtis won it. I scored a 29, 28, given him the second and the third, you know, the fight ended up being very good by the end. And they had a hellacious fifth round or third round. That was uh, a yeah. really back and forth, but yeah. Yeah. But a big, big solid win for Curtis. Then Neil Magny, third round TKO over Mike Mallott. And then of course, Raquel Pennington, you did decision over Myra Silva to win the vacant UFC women's featherweight title. And then Dragons Two Play C split decision over Sean Strickland in the main event to become the new UFC middleweight champion. Um,
2: just wanted to say the um, Sean Woodson fight was funny because when they when they did the fighter announcement, um, neither guy could hear Buffer, and I think Woodson thought he lost for some reason. Sean Woodson sounded like Charles because that's how they say the name Charles. Yeah. It's not Charles yeah. Charles Jodin. You know, yeah. Sean, Woodson, Sha Jordan. like, he, I guess he thought he lost. And he, you know, and the fight was close enough that he could have lost. Um, and the fans booed that um, because I think they thought that the that buffer said Sha Jordan, um, And uh, and here they're, you know, they're holding up Sean Woodson's hand. So that, that was uh, kind of funny. And, yeah, I did have this today fight for today as well. So I was kind of surprised by that one. And I also had Katona winning over uh armfield but that fight i i think the majority of the media members scored it for armfield but there was a few that scored it for katona um but uh how'd we do in our parlays i know but tell the people
3: yeah my five five parlay didn't hit but i think on our prop bets we were three and two yep yep that's right so we i think the one we
2: missed we missed uh i think you had um uh, we got the over on drake's two plus c and sean strickland the over on pennington and silva Oh, I had Mike Malott winning, which was uh I did he didn't win. And uh oh oh I had Katona and Armfield going uh over two and a half, which they did. Yeah.
3: I had Pennington and Silva Bueno going over three and a half rounds, which which you know, Drake put seven hundred thousand dollars on yeah Sean Strickland. And I said this on observer Ray, radio but he should have put it over Pennington Pennington Bueno Silva going over three and a half ra- rounds because that was an easy bet. Mm-hmm.
2: so was the katona one in my opinion too because there's no way that fight was not was not going the distance um but yeah it was uh yeah so we did we did okay we didn't we didn't quite win you know if you had to hit that parlay that was the big one and i put money on it too and was feeling pretty good and i i screwed up because i have my roi bit picks which i do all the time and i had jimmy flick as the favorite uh even though he was an underdog um he was a plus 165 underdog but roi told me to take him and I accidentally wrote down Malcolm Gordon, so I didn't realize till I went back and checked the results and and my bank account or you know my uh, my balance account that I had put down a bet on Gordon. I thought I'd bet on Flick, and I'd also done a parlay that had Flick on it too. But luckily, there was another fight. I think I had uh, Malat in that parlay as well, and he lost. So either way, I was going to lose that parlay. But I had to kill. I'd like, have been really upset with myself if uh, if that hadn't come through. So. Um we had uh Fight of the Night went to Strickland and Duplessis and the uh the finish bonuses went to you know the, the performance bonuses went to Jillian Robertson and Jasmine and Jezu Divisious, which were rightfully deserved. Show did uh almost an 8 million dollar gate, 7.9 million basically, 18,559 fans at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. Unclear whether that's US or Canadian gate, but I think it's US. I think they said U- they said US. Yeah. yeah, so that's you know it's about uh, probably 11 million Canadian, yeah, uh, with yeah. exchange rates. So that's uh, pretty what average price, ticket price of about 600 bucks, yeah. So that's
3: uh, pretty insane. And, uh, um, also, also on the show, which I didn't put in the notes notes and I didn't oh, yeah, it, yeah, Frankie Frankie Edgar was announced yeah. as the uh, the first inductee for this year's UFC Hall of Fame. You know, no brainer selection right there, honey. That he was there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, they. You know, and and my dad was asking me the same thing. And what they do, what they do is they always see, they always bring these, you know, they have an ulterior motive. So they, they decided, and they did the same thing to Cerrone. They did the same thing to yeah. everybody they inducted. They, they decided who they're going to put in the Hall of Fame. And all of a sudden they decide a random, decide a show to bring these people in for, uh, for guest for guest appearances. These old time fi- fighters like Frankie Edgar, he did a Q&A a session, a session at on a Friday bef- before the weigh-ins. It was him and Mark Hominick and Sam Stout, and Ed, and Frankie did did an appearance at Boston Pizza by the arena before the fights. And you know, of course, you know he's a he, You know, he's at the show, but they always kind of disguise that as like, okay, we got him here this weekend going to make the announcement because they want the they want the fighters in the building when they make the announcement because yeah. they want to get that live reaction and then of course the fan and they want to do it where the fans can react to them and all that it always makes for always makes for really good moments
2: yeah and you could see him tearing up and yeah. uh they did obviously a really nice video package they always do and yeah. uh very rightfully deserved i almost yeah. thought he could have gone in last year but uh you know he, he'll go in this year in the modern yeah. wing yeah, so. they
3: need, they need people they need people for every year so oh yeah
2: so, yeah, no. yeah no 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 like it's not you know i just i think it we just thought that you know new jersey would have been the perfect place to announce
3: it and they had a a card there in in may last year so yeah. it's kind of one I mean. of yeah and the, you know for all the for all the criticism that you UFC rightfully gets and rightfully deserves the one thing they always do well is how they handle the hall of fame announcements and, and absolutely and and just the hall of fame in general so
2: yeah so uh, yeah so good good on frankie yeah. um I, you know he may get in again in the fight wing um yeah certainly for that uh, uh maynard the fight. second
3: Gray maynard fight you know yeah those are some great fights
2: in fact i could almost see them putting that fight in too but i mean there's a lot of fights they can choose from yeah. so um, but, uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be kind of cool though, to see Frankie and, uh, and, and Gray together again, yeah. uh, on the thing. So, uh, yeah, so that, yeah, glad you brought that up. Um, so coming up, uh, this week, there's no UFC, um, but we do have our, uh, our, our upcoming, uh, fight fights and there's not a ton this week, but Thursday night, uh, we got an FFC 71 show on UFC fight pass. Um, so that, uh, from Lima, Peru. Um and uh, there is an ACA show from Russia or it's from not, Chechnya, actually. Yeah,
3: it's got Muhammad Babulatov who's a oh. who's a uh, in the main event main event who's a big former name you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely recognizable name. Was did he made, Did he ever fight in the UFC? I know they put him on Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, he fought in the UFC. He was one and two, two. Yeah. yeah.
2: So he's in the he's in the yeah he's in the main event against Thomas Deek who is another uh, I believe I don't know if he's a former UFC fighter but I know he fought. <laughs> I think he fought Bellator. Uh I know I know I know the name. I'm just looking at oh no, no, he didn't. It just I just know him from I guess from uh, ACA and uh Fight Nights. I Fight Nights Global. I used to watch that quite a bit. So yeah. that's that's where I recognize him from. Uh but yeah, so it's a big, you know, relatively big fight in the main event. Um Triller TV has got a couple shows, Hexagon MMA and uh DCS ninety, both on Friday afternoon and evening. Um just looking through this, we got a DAZN fight, Octagon 52 from England.
3: Uh not too Jack, many. Got Jack Cartwright on it, who they who UFC wanted it wanted. You know, they a lot of people thought he he should have been outright signed, but they they put him on contender series in 2022 and he lost to Jose yeah. Johnson. And mm-hmm. now this is his second fight since then. So so he'll be back
2: at some point, probably this year, honestly. If he's especially back to the Contender
3: fight. Series, yeah, yeah.
2: If he, especially if he
3: wins that fight Uh and then everything else.
0: Looks there's like a, uh,
3: you know, for fans who know this name, there's a show on a Saturday on it's on the internet pay per It's called fight for 18 from Charlotte, but uh, it's got Tanner Saraceno on it. You
2: know, Oh yeah. Yeah. The former uh, uh tough, tough enough guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh Yeah. He, he looked like he was going to be
3: something. And yeah. uh just never really panned didn't, out. But didn't he fight our buddy Filthy Tom, or wasn't he supposed to, or something like that? Uh, I don't think so. Or something where they involved. Which
2: which which, which fight is that? Maybe the wrestling. Was
3: thing. Which uh,
2: oh, fight for, fight, for, fight for it eighteen. I, I got it here. I just want right. to look because maybe, maybe they were I think it was Matt Riddle. Something. I think yeah. it was Matt Riddle. He was supposed to or fight
3: something. Maybe it was a wrestling thing that they were involved in.
2: When the you player. look at when you look at his profile pic, though, he looks like. Um, he looks like Seth
3: Rollins. He beat the goat hey, uh, two fights ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sasha Plinico. He Yeah. He looks like a he looks like a Seth Rollins Adam Cole hybrid. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah.
2: But he's uh, he's won two in a row now, so he may be heading to the contender series at some point. He's still pretty 30-3. relatively thirty three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know uh, I was following him, and and I did watch a couple of his early fights. Um, you know, and it kind of looked, but then he lost, he lost to Jonathan Webb and Gregory Rodriguez in LFA, and that kind of stalled his momentum. But I mean, really, looking back, those are, I mean, those are pretty good fighters, um, to be, you know, to, to be losing to in your, on, in the, on the regionals. And since then, he's won three or four. So, uh, and of, of course, with the win over the GOAT, um, uh, yeah. by stoppage. So, no, there's, um, there's two other, there's two other, yeah, LFA, here. LFA show on, uh, Saturday night on uh USC Fight Pass uh from uh Peru. Uh and what was the other one?
3: This is from Brazil. It's in Sao
2: Paulo, Brazil. Yeah, what did I say? The LFA. You said oh, Peru. I said Peru. Oh I'm sorry. Yeah cajamar yeah. Brazil. Um I don't and then, what's and what's the other one? Because I don't see another one. And then one on a. oh one uh oh yeah from uh one
3: fight night Friday fights on YouTube that one no one 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 sixty five it's on Sunday Sunday three, su- Sunday that... January eighth, a m., three a.m. three a.m. Eastern time internet pay per view, but oh yeah, it's from Japan. Shinya, yeah, Shinya Aoki against Sage Northcutt. Holy shit! Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> that's uh... and then Yoshihiro Akiyama against Nikki Hosen in a mixed rules or custom rules fight. So holy crap, uh, that's uh yeah, that's kind Gary of interesting. I guess Martin Nguyen, yeah, yeah.
2: Yoshira Akayama. Sexyama, right? He's Sexyama, yeah. Yeah. Martin Wynn as well against Gary Tanan. Gary Tanan, yeah, obviously, Tanaan, uh yeah. kickboxing legend. Uh um, jiu-jitsu legend. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh Martin Wynn, and you know, he's fought in uh, one forever. So, yeah, I didn't you know, I saw that and I didn't realize it was actually won. Uh big yeah. strawweight fight as well. Itsuki Harada, and Ayaka Mayora. Um Ayaka Mayura is one of the uh, top you know, top, uh, strawweights outside of UFC. So actually not a bad card here. Um, and where does it air? Oh, just on uh, like Triller or whatever. Yeah. It said it says internet pay-per-view on here. uh, Oh yeah. Watch one FC.com. Uh, so it's on one streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. Might, might be on Triller too. Uh, if you look on it, some, depending on what country you're in, I'll bet you it's in Canada on Triller, but yeah, Sage Northcott and Ginny Aoki is a pretty interesting fight. I will say, um yeah. you know uh, sage i think fighting for the second time in in uh one yeah uh third third actually coming off that That's win true. uh last year against ahmed Mujtaba. Yeah, i, mean, I, forgot, I at,
3: completely forgot he fought last year because it's just... yeah
2: and he's uh back to i guess welterweight i mean they'll weigh in at 185 but um you know he's uh he's at welterweight so uh, he's i don't think he's ever going to be anything but if he is he'll probably beat Shinya. So that is our uh, regional.
3: It's crazy that he's still only 27.
2: Oh, my God. I feel like I saw him fight 10 years ago. He did. It was just
3: about nine years ago, 2015. Nine
2: years ago, yeah. yeah. So he was only 19? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. And that was, yeah, when Paige fought in the main event. Uh, yeah, so um, we got to talk about it. And And uh, big news, I mean, hell, you talked about it on Observer Radio and uh, hardly ever talk about pfl and or bellator on uh observe radio but as i think we talked about you know we've talked about a few times but uh we got a card now for this uh pfl show on uh february 24th at noon eastern Uh, it'll be on pay-per-view on espn plus in front of at least 30 people uh
3: one of which apparently is gonna be dave Meltzer. um watching uh one this. of one of them's not going to be me and that's not a knock on the card it's just it's just there's a ufc that night so there's only so much oh. mma i could take in a single day <laughs> if the show was free i would watch it yeah if it was um, i'd, I'd yeah, watch i'm it, not they, for this though and that's what me and dave were talking about like if this yeah. show was free free in the afternoon as an advertiser ufc that, that would have been great but it's, but it's, it's not honestly, gonna do any business on pay-per-view no. it's honestly a hell
2: of a card <laughs> Um, I didn't even realize. Like, I don't know. Maybe the prelims are going to be on ESPN Plus, so they're they're kind of worth checking out, because you've got um, the pro debut of Blog- Baguio Ali Walsh, grandson of Muhammad Ali. Um, you've got Clarissa Shields uh, fighting. You got Aaron Pico fighting on the prelims. So you <coughs> know, those are three pretty good fights out of the five that are that are going to be airing. And then uh, you know for the main card. It's all champions versus champions. It's a seven fight main card.
3: Good but lord. But none of them are title fights, so they're all three round no. fights.
2: Okay, okay. Well, that's almost better in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, cuz it'll be easier to watch. Uh, but we got uh, Ray Cooper and Jason Jackson. Looks like it's going to be a catchweight fight even though
3: Well, a yeah, battle, because it's because it's supposed to be uh, Magomed
2: Magomed
3: Kiranov, yeah. But that he just pulled out like a couple of days okay. ago. Coast so ray cooper, cooper the third who was a yeah.
2: I, yeah he won a couple <coughs> tournaments not this past year but he's he he is a, I believe a two-time champion in yeah. pfl against jason jackson who won the welterweight title on i think the last card or the card before um yeah. over um uh god i'm drawing a blank the russian guy uh, uh, or ukrainian uh, guy um
3: uh amosov yeah
2: yeah, yeah. Um, and uh so that is kicking kick the off the main card. Then we got AJ McKee Jr. and Clay Collard. Collard, uh of course one of PFL's uh you know, biggest stars at lightweight, former UFC fighter against AJ McKee, who's
3: probably the best. I don't even know if you call him a prospect anymore, but and this, probably the this, this next one, this next one I call the uh, spirit of Bellator main card. Oh, yeah. Tiago Santos and Yoel Romero. Age
2: in the cage. <laughs> we combined age of about ninety between these two guys. I
3: think. Uh, well, yeah, eighty-six. Yes, Santos okay. is forty, and Romero is forty-six. So you're close.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, could be a good fight. Um, uh, heavyweight fight. Vadim Nemkov. <laughs>
3: That's like a book idea of yo, the story yo Yoel Romero. could be a good fight. <laughs> so, <laughs> the story of yo because you know he's he's had some really awesome fights and some really God why why did we watch this type of fights?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Uh, Belt or light heavyweight champion Vadim Nemkov against the uh, the PFL heavyweight tournament champion Bruno Capeloza, yeah. fighting actually, at heavyweight.
3: Actually, on Nemkov, he he just this past week relinquished. The Bellator light heavyweight title. Really? Yeah. Said he's not fighting light heavyweight anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess it doesn't matter since Bellator yeah. basically doesn't
2: exist. Yeah. Um. I guess they can well, do a title they, fight they, now. They,
3: they they exist in in some yeah. fashion. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess yeah. Now they'll have a title fight on one of these cards. Uh, Patricio Pitbull, uh, featherweight. Um, I think he's a featherweight champion against Jesus Pinedo. Um, and uh, at featherweight, uh, Impa Kazangani, another former UFC fighter. I guess he's the middleweight champion last year against Johnny Eblin, who uh, no, just he's, won. He's actually the PFL light heavyweight champion. Oh, okay. But he's going back down to 185. Yeah. Against Johnny Eblen, who uh, undefeated fighter, who uh, just recently won the Bellator middleweight title over, I believe Jagard Wasasi and and uh, defended it, I think as well. So uh, I favor Johnny there. And then the main event, uh, another heavyweight fight, Henan Ferreira against uh, the Bellator heavyweight champion, Brian Bader. So I'm looking at this, and I favor Bellator in most of these fights. Um, I would say maybe maybe Ray Cooper uh, is going to win. Tiago Santos, I mean, he could win. And other than that, I I, kind of like the Bellator guys in every other fight, I think. Um, But, I mean, it's hard to say. We don't really know. Um, especially being three rounds, that that does make it a lot different. And uh I'm kinda interested in the results of this, but not interested enough to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, but I, yeah, I will
3: kind the same way on that, yeah.
2: Yeah, but I will watch the prelims for sure if if they're available here because uh I, I do want to see uh I, I, I do like this Ali kid and um and Clarissa Shields. I'm hoping she can put it together and Pico's always fun to watch, so um, and yeah, so that is the bell tour versus p f l show and uh we'll see uh we'll see if it does any kind of business um all right, and we got some news as well uh Dana talked about Connor's return, and uh I guess the big one was him saying that don't believe what Connor says about june uh, 29th. twenty ninth and uh i don't I don't know what else he said,
3: yeah, he just said like yeah. Connor made the announcement without them being ready, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure he's still going to fight on June 29th. But, okay. but Dana basically said said it's not official until we announce it. And okay, say, claiming they jumped the gun, but who, who who the hell knows with Connor and the UFC and Dana? Who the hell knows? <laughs> well, and like, and I know. Kind of, I, like I, I've I've seriously got I've got serious fatigue about when he's going to come back. Like.
2: Well, yeah, and and then the other thing, obviously, is whether or not it's
3: gonna be at middleweight. Um, you yeah, know, which... what weight? Data said we don't know what weight, what who who the opponent is, and when it's gonna be. It's just like, come on, get y'all shit together.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh,
2: oh shit. What I ju- I just saw something that we'll talk about in a minute. Um, that it's I didn't know. That... On our... <laughs> yeah, I you probably figure out what it was. Um, all right,
3: and uh, Aspinall and Stipe. Uh, yeah, so uh, Aspinall put it out there today, I believe, today that uh, he was offered a fight against Stipe at UFC 300 for the interim to defend the interim heavyweight title, and Stipe said no because Stipe wants the Jones fight. So
2: That's surprising yeah. because didn't Stipe claim that, that he wanted to fight in November and, and UFC told him no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am i remembering that wrong he wants the john jones fight yeah i know he does but i mean that's they, what we all they, knew but he claimed they, that ufc is the one that decided that yeah yeah they didn't they didn't they want the jones deep for well, of course but, they do
3: yeah but, but they don't know if sure Jones is going to come but back honest but honestly they have to you know buy their contracts they have to offer fighters a yeah. fight every every so often so this was fulfilling what they do, what they have to do. And honestly, the only reason we're hearing about it is because Tom Aspinall decided to make it public. So, yeah.
2: So who do you think they're going to give Aspinall?
3: <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> who knows? Blades? Uh, whoever wins Jonathan Almeida against Curtis Blades, maybe. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's what I figured, too. Uh, all right. UFC 300 editions and main event. That's, that's what I was yeah. kind of doing the holy shit about. 'Cause I, I just scanned down to your notes
3: here. Uh, oh you just saw the fight, you know, did you not know what the oh uh, well I mean we don't have a main event yet. Dana's supposed to announce the main event this week. This week, I have the feeling it's gonna end up being Leon Edwards and Balal Muhammad. So yeah, we're just kind of a dud, but but they did put two big fights on there. You got Justin Gaethje against Max Holloway for the BMF title, which what else needs to be said about that? two of the most exciting fighters in UFC history fighting for, for the BMF title, five rounds. It's going to be, it's going to be a war. It's going to be a great fight. Um, unfortunately, refresh you know, my
2: memory, refresh my memories. Gacy's the like, he won the, he's the defending champion. Yes. Awesome. He beat Poirier awesome. for it. I love that. Yeah. So uh, what do they fight now? One fifty five. One fifty five. Yeah. One fifty five. I lost kind you of been, for a second there. So if you, which if you said it of, wasn't that
3: I was listening, I, yeah. I was pulled away for a second. One fifty five has always kind of been bad for Max, you know, and he's you. We always yeah. worry about Max and the damage he's taken, and he's going to take damage in this fight. But uh, it's a hell of a fight, and then of course Jim Miller got to, has his fight for UFC three hundred. It's against Bobby Green, which you know what you know. It's a good fight, you know. We were talking last week, either Paul Felder or Matt Brown, you know, because he mentioned that, mentioned that. But the fact that they announced it so quick tells me that this was the fight that they had in mind from the onset, and it was just mm-hmm. a matter of, of you know, making sure Miller. So I'm sure Miller didn't know that ahead of time, but, but the way it was so quickly announced, it was probably Bobby Green had already said yes. So I mean, and it's a fight they've tried to do so many times, and, and it makes sense because Green's. Green's, you know, right there in 14th, 15th in the rankings. And honestly, Jim Miller's on the cusp of of breaking in. And so if Miller wins this fight, he should be ranked, which would be crazy. You know, but yeah, yeah, just uh, that's a great fight, honestly. Like, I think this
2: card is going to be we talked about it a bit last week, you know, that people might, you know, kind of shit on it. But these two fights right here, like these are fights that are as good or better
3: than the fights that were on UFC 200
0: like yeah, the, people, you know
3: yeah people like, shit on him because yeah i mean the star power like i said the star power is not you know and is not what they don't have the star power they did back when ufc 200 but Justin gacy and Mac hallway are big yeah, stars they're big stars they're putting yeah. they're getting as many big stars that they currently have have on the card are they as big big stars as those guys that were on ufc 200 no but this is but also the people who i feel could, who I feel are complaining about it also kind of have that pro wrestling mentality. And one of the people who are complaining about is a big pro wrestling fan. It's like, this isn't like a WrestleMania thing where they can. this is, you know, this isn't WrestleMania where they can, you know, pull a rock or a Brock Lesnar, Lesnar or any of these guys who are in their forties and fifties out of the hat for one year. You can't can't do that in MMA. These guys got to train. They got to get cleared by commissions and all that, you know, it's not pro wrestling. It's you can't pull pull those old timers. You know, these guys. Well, they did it on UFC 200. <laughs> who did they, who did they pull? Brock. Brock. Brock was training for two months. Like he, Brock was training for a year. For a year <laughs> but, for that. For a year. For a year, and he had tea And he had teased earlier that year that he was going to go back to UFC. So Brock going did, back. Did, to the I, UFC. did I? Did I? Ever, did I ever tell you like? I think I it knew was all after that. UFC 187. I knew that Brock was at
2: UFC 200.
3: Yeah. Uh, i would known for a long time. Yeah. I knew before you did. So Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um or maybe it was 189.
2: It was 189. Um but yeah, the uh that was uh yeah, so that I mean honestly though like it when we were running down the potential like cards for this if you had like Justin Gaethje and Max Holloway like had not would not even have occurred to me but now that i see it like i can't wait like that to me is a dream fight yeah like you know so um they did a good job getting that fight signed and uh, hopefully both those guys make it um and uh, and we still got a main event uh
3: that'll you know come at some point right or is that the main event no that's not the main event i like i said i still think the main event's probably going to end up being leon edwards against malol muhammad at this rate okay that's tough, man. The, the, that, I mean, to me
2: anyways, Gaethje and uh, I know they would not put that ahead of the
3: Edwards-Muhammad fight because that's a real title, but to me, Gaethje and, and Holloway is a way bigger fight. Yeah, but. it's just, I don't, I mean, you know, the fact, I mean, it's probably going to end it that way. Though. The fact that they tried to do Aspen aspinall to tells you they don't have confidence in doing Edwards and Muhammad there, but yeah. unless they can get DePlacee C ready and have him and Adesanya... Yeah, show. that they would definitely be a bigger fight. They don't have much else, honestly. And Stipe yeah. would be a bigger fight too, actually. Because I don't know that Alex Pereira against Jamal Hill's any bigger than Edwards, Edwards uh Bilal. Ooh, so. That's tough. That that's close. That's close. Yeah.
2: Um I think Pereira's a bigger you know, is is becoming a big name. He's not yeah, quite there yet.
3: Pereira but, is, yeah. He,
2: yeah, but Jamal Hill is not. Yeah. So Uh, All right. Dana talked about uh, Saudi Arabia and the 2025 uh, media
3: rights negotiation. Yeah. He said, uh, he said somewhere within the next four to five months, they're going to start renegotiating with ESPN. I still favor them to be the UFC's, you know, media partner, partner. And I still, my gut feeling is they'll still just be ESPN only. Yeah. They're very valuable to ESPN. They're, they're the most valuable thing they have for ESPN plus. So they need them for ESPN plus. And honestly, they need them for ESPN B be, because uh, you know, ESPN could be losing some NBA who knows, who knows, but even so, you know, everybody's like, Oh, they got football, college football from about April, you know, and especially if they lose NBA, NBA from April until really September, you know, there's a lot of Saturday nights that need programming and they can, mm-hmm. they can put, you know, UFC, right. They put UFC right there, right there. You know, that UFC, very valuable. And they, and they do good ratings for yeah. uh,
2: any, for uh, shows. you think there's, do you think there's
3: any chance they kind of use Netflix to drive up the price? You know, I could see, you know, and of course this comes on the heels of,
0: yeah, of TK,
3: TKO and WWE Netflix deal, deal. Yeah. You know, we're talking about Netflix, Netflix, you know, getting into WWE and the Netflix people were talking about how it's sports entertainment yeah. it comes a WWE and how that fits their alley. It almost feels like they're not ready to make the full leap into sports, sports, yeah. you know, you know, they still want the, some of the entertainment side side. Maybe that changes, you know, by the end of the year, who knows, who knows in that direction. But uh, because, you know, obviously WWE is their first, Dabble yeah. into that. Well, and, they, and they've that, got I, a year to get ready for that. So, you um, know, I've heard, I've heard people speculate that, you know, they could add events to the schedule and maybe package some fight nights out to shop them to like an Amazon or an Apple TV or you know stuff like that. That's possible. You know, ultimately, I think ESPN will do everything they can to bid yeah. it to bid uh, to keep everything under under them.
2: 100%. I just like I said, I do expect them to end up on ESPN as well,
3: but I'm just thinking they'd be foolish not yeah. to at least, you know, oh, they're like going to use those to, other companies. They'll explore every avenue, and yeah, and you know, they're going to get a huge increase. You know, they're making, you know, the average annual value was three hundred, three hundred million. Obviously, everything you know that's average. Obviously, year one will start so low to where the last year, last year is a high number. So whatever their closing number is, they're going to be looking for for a certain increase off of that number, that number. And they're looking at possibly two X. So it wouldn't surprise me if they, get a, we've talked about it here. I've, I've publicly said on here, like, like if, if they got 800 million a year at a minimum, it would not surprise me
2: for like you five know, years. So we're talking like a 4 seven. Billion.
3: I think they'll get seven years, oh, seven, seven years. years. So, we're, so talking, here's what it geez, we're here's what it talking is. Like like, almost 6 billion. Well, the, the thing, yeah, here's the thing, you know, television deals for sporting For sports properties, we got we got to take take the wrestling brain out of out of it. It's different. Sporting properties are going seven to ten years. NFL is getting ten years. I mean WWE with Raw. I mean it technically with Raw and their international. It technically is a ten year deal, but but it's really a five year deal. But in theory, it's a five anywhere between five and twenty years, twenty years. But uh, but like you know, NFL is getting ten years. NBA is probably getting. Getting getting seven to ten years. NASCAR just got seven years. So sports properties the going the going timeline is seven years. So they'll, they'll get and their last deal was seven years. And I think the Fox deal was six years. So I can't imagine them getting anything. You know, seven years, five billion overall value at a, minute, at a minimum. So yeah, no, oh, it's good
2: for them. Yeah. Um, and we got locations for UFC three hundred one and three hundred two.
3: Yeah, these are not official, but uh, I'm hearing UFC 301 will be May 4th in uh, in Brazil. Don't know Rio or Sao Paulo, but Brazil. And then uh, 302 June. Well, the we, the Saudi Arabia show show. You know, we talked about you know how it's getting moved, moved from March to June. They you know they haven't announced an official date for June. But uh, last week we were talking about the March 2nd show. There's still going to be a show on March 2nd. It's going to be at the Apex. So, okay, which we kind so of figured last week. Kind of figured. But uh, 302, I know, is gonna, is on June 8th. The uh, There's talk about, you know, people were speculating maybe that's the Saudi Arabia show and they're making a pay-per-view. But Dana said that the Saudi Arabia show is still going to be a fight night. But June 8th, UFC 302 is going to be in Newark, New Jersey. There's a, oh, okay. There was a story that came out. Came, it actually flew under the radar, but it actually came out a month ago about, you know, another site feed deal where they're paying – Five million dollars to the UFC for a show in New Jersey, and they hmm. said June. They said a pay per view of it in June, so June eighth. Here's a wild. Up. Here's a,
2: a bold prediction:
3: We're gonna see Paul Felder return on that. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, he's from Philly, so New Jersey's not really. It's pretty, close. pretty close. I could imagine they they have a Philly show. So I could imagine if it, if he's not returning to Philly, it'll be in Vegas. But but yeah. obviously, if do play C and uh Adesanya can't fight at UFC 300 that seems like a yeah that seems like a possible landing point yeah, assuming that. assuming Connor's on international fight week if Connor's not on not on UFC well, international fight week will, will now be UFC 303, 303, 303. Yeah. so if he's not on that one that one yeah. you know, that'd be on Adesanya Adesanya will be on international fight week and then we
2: probably do Hill Pachaska on 302
3: I mean, yeah, hit in Pereira Hill
2: or Pereira Hill, sorry. Yeah. Champion, yeah. I said Prochaska. Yeah. Uh all right. Uh so
3: that is it for the news. And then we got a bunch of fight announcements. Yeah. Uh UFC fight nine on on uh, uh February 10th. Danny Igay, he was supposed to fight Lerone Murphy, but Murphy's out, so he's now fighting Andre Feely. So that's a good fight. That's Super Bowl weekend. Uh yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah.
3: Vegas at the Apex. UFC two ninety eight, Anaheim. Uh Tatiana Suarez. Had to pull out due to injury uh, for a fight against Amanda Limos. Limos will now fight Mackenzie Dern. So that's an hmm. interesting one. And uh, Anthony Hernandez, they uh, they showed it on the uh, on the broadcast this past week. He was supposed to fight Ikram Aliskarov, but uh, Alaskarov pulled out. Uh, Hernandez is now fighting Roman Kopilov on that right. show. Right. Yeah. And then Rinya Nakamura against Carlos Vera on that show. So that, uh, <coughs> the Japanese bunch kid of,
2: yeah getting a yeah. lot of buzz.
3: Yeah. Bunch of fights f- announced for uh, UFC fight night on March 16th. The show headlined by Tui Vasa and Tabura. But uh, fights, some fights announced Kennedy and Choku against Ovin St. Prue. Uh, Mike Davis against Natan Levy. Panny Kianzad against Macy Chiezon. Gerald Mearshart against Brian Barberina. Uh, Josie Nunez against Chelsea Chandler. So there's a. Where's that card? On the apex. Oh, God. That's a. Those are a lot of big fights for the Apex. Yep.
2: Um, Mearshart and Barbarina, is that a rematch? I feel like I've seen that before. No, no, oh, it's not. okay. No.
3: I think they have just fought a lot of common opponents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Barbarina, you know, this is 185. Barbarina has been oh, okay at okay. 170 for most of it. Okay. Stuff. Uh, UFC Fight Night, March 23rd, Billy Quarantillo gets Gabriel Miranda. Okay. Uh, UFC Fight Night. Atlantic City, March 30. Uh, Carlos Olberg, he's supposed to fight Dominic Reyes, but Reyes pulled out due to injury. Uh, he's fighting Alonzo Minifield now. So, mm. is that it's a big step uh, up? Yeah. UFC fight night, April 6th. Cesar Almeida against Josh Friend. UFC fight night, April 27th. Ariane Lipsky against Karini Karine Silva. It's a nice fight at Flyweight. Lando Veneta against James Lontop. And then the first room, well, the first two, first uh, fight. I think this is actually official for UFC 301 is Karolina Kovalkiewicz against Yasmin Lucindo. Wow! And I heard a rumor for that show, uh, It's not official. That's why I didn't put it. So I didn't list it. But possibly Paul Craig against Cal hallo, So that'd that be makes a, a lot of sense. That'd be a, yeah, it's a big. It'd be a big fight for Borallo. You know, they, 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 he's got star potential. You know, yeah, that's Paul a main Craig. card fight for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um I noticed one of the fights you didn't mention on the April 27th show Mahashate against yeah. until Jubilee. Jubilee is the guy that was winning that fight and then got spooked
3: in the third round, right? Yeah, what was yeah. It? I guess uh, the guy that missed Mike Breed and missed weight. Yeah, he, missed weight and got missed, cut. <laughs> well, didn't get cut, just didn't get resigned.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad to see he's getting another shot cuz uh, he looked real good in that fight till he didn't Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. So that is uh, that's going to do it. Uh, You know, good, good. uh, We actually went longer than we thought we were going to go, but uh, you know, it's a lot of stuff to talk about, especially you know with that breaking news at the beginning of the show and uh, and UFC two ninety seven, which I think turned into a bigger card than uh, maybe we were expecting. But uh, Ryan, uh, uh, let us know where everyone can see
3: and hear your stuff. I'll be back in the Wrestling Observer newsletter this week with uh, with uh, coverage of ufc 297 no ufc this week so i'm gonna enjoy the weekend off watch, watch some football watch the yeah watch and see who makes the super bowl
2: yeah won't be the packers this year unfortunately although yeah. man, it
3: sure looked like it for yeah they overachieved yeah. this year so yeah no that was so, a that was a real good game uh, on saturday you know so i know a lot of people get emotional about sports sports i think everybody else getting emotional has taught me just don't get emotional over sports, and I I don't get emotional over sports. You know, I you know, like well that sucked, but that uh, you know, you know I don't put holes in my wall or break a TV, <laughs> even though my TV decided to blow out before the before the kickoff of the first game on Sunday this past week. At least it waited until after the UFC was over. And out. and uh, and your Packers, yeah. so uh, yeah, I know I'm
2: having fun watching the Jets this year. The Winnipeg Jets, they're they're having a great year. So, uh, but yeah, don't get too invested, folks. Yeah. Um, and uh, for me, I'm on uh, Twitter X at Paul's Fontaine. Uh, you can see my takes on wrestling and UFC when I when I am on there. Uh, I'm trying to use threads a little bit more often, but it's not really catching. Um, and uh, yeah, no nothing extra special to plug this week. I'm back on the Dynamite Show after a week off. So, my, me and Jeff Hawkins will be back later tonight on the Fike Media YouTube channel. You can check that out, and then it'll drop in your audio feed tomorrow morning on uh, on the Fike Media free feed. So you can check that out. So for Ryan, I've been Paul, and Ryan, why don't you take us home like you always do? All right. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a
3: great week this week. Later. <laughs>